Hey everyone, it's John Kerwin here and I'm really excited as this is my podcast called Open Minded. This podcast is interviewing inspirational people from all walks of life. You know, I want to give you the real stuff that's happening every day in the minds of these leaders, how they stay well in high pressure roles, how they build resilience in themselves, how they look after their people, and how can you invest in yourself and your people to do mental well-being well. So this is JK and this is Open Minded. So let's go. Hey everyone. Oh, recording in progress. The afternoon now. So I was going to say good, good morning, but not good morning. Good afternoon, JK. Who knows in lockdown? <laughs> I don't know. I'm in, my, in this bedroom. I haven't been out for 48 hours, it feels like. How about you? Yeah, no, I've had a, uh, a bit of a bit of an interesting few days, to be fair. I sort of, um, I, actually had, I actually had a COVID injection on Thursday, and then I went to um, a function, and I walked out, and we we're in lockdown. Oh, so God. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really mentally prepared for it. And then I thought, oh shit, I actually had a huge week on, so I was supposed to be in Nelson with the Apple and Pear board because they're having a bit of a tough time and then Christchurch and then I had a few days in Queenstown for a friend of mine's birthday, Adams, actually. Um, so yeah, I was I was unusually anxious yesterday. I sort of the first day I thought, ah, oh, stuff it, I'm not going to get up, can't be bothered. I was in a bit of a can't be bothered mood, which is not like me at all. No, it's not. Um, and then I was really anxious last night because... I am uh, home alone, which is not like the last time either. So a few things have changed for me, but um, I decided to sit with that emotion and work out a bit of a plan about how I'm going to get through. So yeah, um, just while we're talking, if anyone wants to throw any questions into the Q&A, feel free. So yeah, it was a bit of a, uh, it was a bit scary to be fair. Um, because I'd been so well, and then it sort of put me into that little anxious space that I can get into sometimes. So I thought, wow, JK, practice what you preach, son, get back to it. So last night, I, I sort of decided that I'm going to do five or six things um, to make sure that I look after myself, get some goals. And I've been um, just thinking about just getting real right back to just doing things on a daily basis because then your mind starts going oh shit i'm in lockdown they say seven days and then it you know you think shit i could be here a month so there's like your mind goes into that shit you can't control totally. so, I had, so i had to i had to do the worry map to be fair good so that was Excellent. good yeah i did the worry map which is in mentimia which is something that you and i are passion, passionate about so yeah it was um it was uh, not a very pleasant emotional day, but I'm good this morning. So I'll tell you what I did. Um, tell me what you did. I, I'm, I started with some fitness stuff, which makes me feel good. So I'm going to start walking, but the end goal, are we allowed to ride? I think so. Yeah, it's half an hour out and we shouldn't really be giving advice, but I'm pretty sure you can. Outdoor activity is all right. I don't okay. see why not, but I so, guess wish someone could tell us in the chat if we're right about that. But I think you can ride. 
So here's my plan. This is, I'm just, I'm running it past you, Fiona. I'm just sort of running it past you. So I'll run it past you and you can ride. See if I've learned anything over the last 30 years with anxiety and shit. Here we go. Go for your life. Um, breaking my day, breaking my life into days. Beautiful. I'm so not worried about tomorrow, which is pretty cool. I'm going to start with walking and my goal is going to be to get back riding because I did that. Remember I did that ride and then I haven't ridden since. Nice. So um, what you're doing, setting goals. So you're, you're walking and then with the aim of getting to riding. Getting back to riding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to connect. So going to connect with, with uh, family. I do that every night and every evening because my family's in Italy. Spoke to my other son, Luca, just before. That was really nice. Beautiful. And I've organized, I've organized to get together with a mate of mine um, later on in the week. I want to learn about ACT. Do you know anything about ACT? Acceptance and commitment therapy. I do, I do. Yeah, I started reading a book called The Confidence Gap last week, just because one of the other things I wrote down is learning podcasts. I've been listening to a guy called Simon Mundy, who I did a podcast with, and he did a podcast with me. And I've been listening to his stuff. It's been really, really good. Made me feel so much better. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, I did the worry map. Worry map, yes. And I'm oh. going to increase my guitar by 30 minutes. Oh, wow. So how, how long does that bring you to? An hour and a half. Oh, fantastic. So I'm ticking off the pillars as you're writing this, these, when you're talking about these. Amazing. Yep. Playing the guitar. And uh, only going to watch the news once a day. Ah, uh ha. -huh. And that's probably the most constructive thing to do right now, except for, and you know, we know that right now, probably the prime minister is on the air and people, um, all those of you who are joining us from Australia uh, at one o'clock at this time, we usually have uh, our director general of health and Jacinda will be talking to us. So um, we know that some people might be joining us a little bit late <laughs> because of that, but uh one of the reasons why we talk about limiting news is because of the way that the brain operates. And when you are overwhelmed with the amount of information that's coming out, that can help, well, push you into more and more anxiety because what the brain does is that we're wired for negative information because when we're looking for the negative things in our environment, our brain can keep us safe. So we are clinging on to that. And if we inundate it with all of the stuff that's going on right now, because it's not just COVID, right? There's lots of news right now with what's going on in Afghanistan. There's been Haiti. There's so many things and we can't control it. Often that's just information. So I like that you're limiting the news to the evening because half an hour is probably all you need and maybe just making sure that you're checking the COVID app or for locations of interest <laughs> if you need to. Um, but if we are inundated with that information, that is going to really push us to feeling anxious because that's way, the way that we're wired. So that's awesome. And you've connected, you're connecting with the people that you love. Yeah, and I, that's also a, a look forward to because my family's in Italy. I just spoke to Luca, but um, yeah, so that's a beginning and end of the day thing, which is really interesting. But I think, I think um, what was what was a bit scary, but also I was really pleased was that um, I've been so well, and then I had a little bit of acute anxiety, oh, and yep. um, the ability to breathe through it actually. Amazing. So getting back to some of the things that I preach to other people 
and I just sat with it and breathed and then I read something positive and just felt so much better because like you say that negative loop right but once I breathed through it once I, I, I did this breathing exercise and then because it was it was later on in the day night you keep busy during the day but sometimes when you got those quiet times that's when it gets a bit scary but I um I did the breathing exercise and that sort of and I was reading this confidence gap and a couple of those things just said yeah we'll pass yeah JK get back to what you what you know what you can do and it was really nice for me because it worked you know because when you're there it gets a bit scary you think oh fuck we didn't say that sorry you know oh blow oh damn yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, sorry, I didn't mean to swear, but it, it, it feels like that when you're there. So, you know, I think some of those things, if anyone's out there, um, I know how you feel. Yeah. Um, it just, you do need to take control back because sometimes anxiety feels uncontrollable. And, and I think that was a, that uncontrollable feeling last night. But then I did my breathing, you know, I, I, I thought about the positive things. I did the worry map, you know, what I can and what I can't control. And I actually um, slept really well and then woke up this morning and I was way brighter. And then I was looking forward to stuff, which was which was good. I love that. One of the things that I think I'm hearing you say is that because you've been doing this for, as you say, 30 years. And what it what we know about having small things, daily things that you put in your life to build your well-being, it doesn't guarantee that you don't have moments when you feel overwhelmed and it doesn't guarantee that there are moments when you don't have that anxiety push up. What's good is that you could recognize it for what it was, but I think it's probably reassuring for a lot of people um, that are listening to us today to know that um, it's normal right now. Even when we're people like you and I, who actually do have daily practices around anxiety and well-being, that you can have moments when you feel wholly blup. I feel like I'm getting absolutely overwhelmed right now. And I can recognize what, what I'm feeling, which is anxiety, but I actually need to do something right now to, to deal with it. And even when you know about those strategies, sometimes you can forget in the moment it can feel overwhelming. So if that's what's happened to anyone on this call, one, we say that that's very normal. It would be abnormal right now to not feel anxious. Anxiety is there to keep us safe. There's a reason that we have that fight or flight response. And the fact that that amygdala goes when you hear the news about COVID is absolutely natural, normal, and I think healthy. That amygdala in the, in the limbic system, which is the lookout that's designed to start in that, that fight or flight response. You hear the news and I my, my, my stomach dropped. And I had a moment because when Kat, I was at work, and Kat and I had gone to a cafe in Remuera. We were sitting there and she was talking about design. And she told me, Fiona, there's uh, a case in the community. And because I've got plans, as you know, to go and see my kid in LA, I don't know how that's going to be affected. I couldn't hear her for a while. I was trying to concentrate on what she was saying, but my mind was racing. I was going, what does this mean? There's a case in the community because I knew what it meant. I knew I've, as we all did, as we were driving home, on what was it Tuesday I, I can't even remember what day Tuesday Wednesday whatever it, it must be was it Wednesday what anyway driving home and I and I could see everyone else was driving home we knew the inevitability jumped in front of the TV hear the news and then after that it's almost for me because I have a bit of freeze when I have anxiety it's like I just kind of sat there going all right I didn't feel like I could do anything I just sat and someone else cooked dinner. So I was very lucky because I'm not by myself. And then just started to feel, I felt heavier because 
I think that we know that this is something that's going to be a bit more solid than maybe seven days. So my brain went into the future and, and started to do that catastrophizing thing where I'm sitting in my seat going, okay, so what does this mean? What does this mean for the future? How long are we going to be in there in, the, in this lockdown? You got a trip, haven't you? And I got a trip planned. I don't even know what's going to happen with that. And so, but what do I know is I know that when you do that, all I'm doing is living in a future that might never happen. I'm exhausting myself. And if it does happen, then I've lived through that thing twice. So it's a very good idea what you said about being in the now, because I think that Russ Thomas, that book that you were reading, he talks a lot about being present in the now. And that's one of the things that I think would be helpful right now for all of us is we don't know what's going to happen. We, there's a lot of chatter about we could be in lockdown for X amount of time, how many people are going to have it. What we know about anxiety is it's important to just take one day at a time and be present in the moment and get back to just here. And you talking about breathing brings us back into the moment, stand down, stands down the amygdala. And the other thing is you said you were listening to podcasts or podcasts is a good thing. Podcasts can be a circuit breaker. Doing something that you're listening to and just brings you back into the present is an actually good way of coping just to give your brain a break. I, um, I also thought that how can I make it a positive? Because I, I think the two things that got me, and this is really weird, right? Because I, 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 I've been incredibly unwell and I'm in, in, I've been incredibly well. Um, and for me, just that, that feeling of not having control was scary. But then I thought, how do I take control back? And, and that was really interesting for me because I thought that, you know, sometimes you get into that, that spiral and I thought, well, actually, what can I control and what can I look forward to? So how can I make this great for me? And I don't know whether that's my brain, but I sort of go, okay, um, I can actually do some learning. So yeah, I'm going to do that, right? And I'm going to get a bit fitter, right? And I can do that. I can take control. Um, I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard conspiracy theories already. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I've heard we're going to be in for X amount of time, but the reality is I'm going to deal with the seven days, one day at a time. And I'm going to worry about, I'm going to worry about if we have to stay in for another seven days on the eighth day, but what <laughs> I am going to do, and this is for my safety, I am going to control today I'm going to put that in its little box and I'm going to do those things that make me feel better about myself. And that is bit fitter learning. I'm going to learn some stuff. I'm going to learn about this ACT, which really intrigues me. So you mentioned it before. So tell me a little bit about it. I've only just started the book. Yeah. So you might've heard words like psychological flexibility, um, acceptance, which is acknowledging your feelings, which is what we talk about. So really it's about, living kind of aligned with your values, you're really going to love it. So um, we talk a lot at Mentimeter about when you are designing your six pillar program and Hayley from um, Dunedin wants us to go through what the pillars are. The pillars are chill and that's standing down your amygdala. And so when JK was talking about the worry map, which is when you have a worry, what you're doing is testing the worry. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll get JK to go through it with you because you want us to go back through it. But what chill is, is all about the kinds of things that you're doing in your day to stand down your amygdala um, and, and re relax and recharge and switch off. 
So it might be getting outside into nature because we know when you get inside outside into nature, your, your amygdala stands down because the brain thinks there's food and there's water. You talked about chilling um, as being, you're gonna go back to your worry map and you're gonna breathe. So that's filling in that pillar. The second pillar is do. And do is when you're engaging your brain for, for brain health and, and also engaging your brain to get into the flow. And do, you just said that you're going to do some more learning. You're going to learn about Russ Harris's ACT, acceptance and commitment therapy, and also listening to podcast counts, anything that engages your brain, because we are creating new neural pathways over the course of our life. And actually, when you do that, you get some of the good neurotransmitters like dopamine, because if you notice how you're progressing, when we learn something new, you reward yourself for it, you build self-efficacy or self, um, your self-esteem. There's really good evidence that when we learn things, we feel good. And also it protects your brain and can protect against it as you get older, I feel a bit like I'm losing the plot myself today. It helps us um, in terms of keeping our brain functioning well and can guard against that age-related decline. The third one is to connect. JK, you talked about the fact that you're connecting with family in, in Italy, which is incredibly important because you're on your own at the moment. The fourth well, not is completely on the own. I've got my future son-in-law here, but he's 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 working. He's uh, Fisher and Paykel. He makes the the masks that save people so he's sort of front line so he goes to work every day so but, he's a he and how's he doing oh we, we can talk oh, oh sorry i'll oh, connect we go off on tangents all right connect is making sure that you have people that uplift you in your life because we are social animals we're born into families in fact as far as our brain is concerned we need people to like us because our brain is right back in the savannah and the old and in, in, in our our ancestral times and if people didn't like us they might kill us so we need people to like us that's why we have that impetus and also you get some good neurotransmitters like oxytocin so over lockdown we really encourage people to make sure that they're connecting and connect if you're on your own or on your own for great periods of time and if you're at work because we've got frontline workers here today you know have a chat with your mates lean on your mates reach out because you know thank you for doing all the work that you're doing it's important that you're making sure that you're getting that those good neurotransmitters really really important for for New Zealand that you're keeping yourself safe and which means keeping yourself well and then the fifth pillar is celebrate which is being kind to yourself looking after yourself and living according to your values which is which means are we doing things that, that further us and the things that matter to us so family is really important to us so we make sure that we try and do things with our family because family matters to us so if you're doing things that further your values you're looking after your mental well-being and the last is enjoy making sure you have something to look forward to and that you're doing something that you enjoy every single day which is extremely important right now yeah and i think um <clears throat> the other thing for me is um the worry map so when when i was really incredibly unwell and i went to my um psychiatrist for the first few times you know I was worried about all sorts of stuff so when you worry about stuff that as as Dr Fiona will tell you you are in a heightened state of anxiety right and and normal being normal is without anxiety and then you can have different levels of it you know I was probably I've probably got I probably had safe levels and then last night because I hadn't prepared didn't even think about lockdown it sort of jumped at me and I went yeah and I had to bring it back down to normal but one of those things that I got taught was you know what can I control 
what can't I control, what can I do and what I can't do. And, you know, because I've come from rugby and I sort of think like that, then for me, I had a game plan. The thoughts would still come in, but this is really interesting because as I went to that heightened state of anxiety last night and then did the things that I needed to do to bring it back down, my mind started relaxing and started thinking about the things it should think about, right? And part of that was saying, okay, I can't control if it's going to be a month. They've told me seven days. I'm going to take that as I'm going to believe um, Jacinda. I'm going to go, right, girl, I believe you, and I'm going to worry about it further on down the track. So that that's I started not worrying about it. So I wrote all those things down, you know. Um, I'm going to be alone um, during the day a lot. Okay, cool. I've got fooey. <laughs> fooey, fooey, moi, moi. Um, my future son-in-law is going to come back in the evening. So, okay, what can I control there? Well, I'm actually going to eat really well. So I'm going to plan that, do that. You know, I'm going to do those other things. Going to go for a long walk. I'm going to extend everything by half an hour to chew up the day because I don't want to be sitting around pondering because my brain doesn't need to ponder. And the other thing that's really interesting for me is um, <clears throat> making sure that I do disconnect that, that brain of mine because when I do get a little bit anxious, it moves a bit faster. So unplugging it and that's sort of the learning, the guitar, the connection, something to look forward to, you know. Amazing. And the other thing I was thinking about um, is that, you know, Mentimere, everyone won't be surprised, is that we kind of went into overdrive. So we've got people on this call, like the lovely Lucia, who's putting um, the six pillars in there for you. Um, she's been working like a trooper. Um, what I want everyone to remember is that this is not normal times. So if you're feeling less productive than you do usually, go easy on yourself. We are working through a crisis. So if you're getting home and you're working from home and you're feeling, I'm not as productive as I, as I usually am, or if you're one of the frontline workers who are out there and you're finding that you feel a bit like you are walking through treacle and you're not as productive as you have been in the past, I want you to stop and go easy on yourself. These are unusual times. And what I don't want is for everyone to then start working longer hours to make up for it. We have to remember everyone knows what's going on. As bosses, we know that people will need to take breaks in time out because these are times where all of us have to be thinking about other people and also thinking about ourselves. So we have to reset our expectations. And I think that what can happen is when you start slowing down because you're distracted you've got a kids that you're looking after at home and homeschooling like the lovely Ian who's who's in charge of it JK and I today what we know is we don't want him to be working all night to make up for the fact that stuff's going on in his life so I want everyone to step back and start to re realize and put boundaries around the, the amount of work that they're doing because right now that's not going to help help us and there's a risk of burnout if we have the same expectations about productivity and we try and deal with it by working more hours. Yeah, I think that's so true. <clears throat> I mean, um, being kind to yourself is really, really important. You know, I think that um, I've been really kind to myself in the last 24 hours, just saying it's okay, it's all good. You know, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to start. I mean, I took an extra hour in bed this morning. So stuff it, JK. COVID, you can, right? So instead of sort of getting my day started at seven, I thought I'm going to get my day started at eight. And that yeah. doesn't matter. 
who gives a shit? You don't exactly. have to answer to anyone except your feelings and how you feel. And I think that's how I'm kind to myself. You know, we are in a pandemic, so I'm going to be the best I can be. And I'm pretty confident that if I do that, it'll be enough to, to, to get through. But we've also, Ian, we've got a, a thing that um, the beautiful team at Mentimere have put together. Eh? Have you got that? Can you put that on the screen for everyone? And then people can have a look at it. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, because as I look through what I did, that's pretty much how I dropped my anxiety back down to how I'm feeling today, which is, which is those things, you know, when I was walking, I was walking relatively slow, which I think Fu was happy with because not only has the owner got a bit fat, I think Fu's got a bit fat as well. So he wasn't that keen on that long walk this morning, but you know, um, it was really nice seeing the tuis and the trees just out outside here. So um, I forgot about that till I saw it there. And then I think routine. I, I, I the routine thinking about what I was going to do today made me feel better last night. That was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's really good. And I've forgotten find the funny. So that's another good one. I'll I'll put that. I'm going to put that down. <laughs> Okay. I mean, the, the keeping to the routine is important because the brain craves certainty and it's a way of the brain being reassured, that amygdala being reassured that everything is okay. And sometimes when we're un, under um, pressure, we can forget things. Um, and I think if you can keep to a routine, you can start to put things in your day. Like if you're going out, we need perhaps to take the mask to the supermarket. Um uh, so keeping to a routine, making things like when I go to the supermarket, I'm going to put my hand sanitizer in my bag and the mask in the bag calms down the amygdala and it makes us keep um, makes us more likely to be able to do the things that we need to do. Sometimes when you're anxious, anxiety is can be quite good right now because it does push us to do things we need to do. But sometimes when we're constantly anxious, we can get foggy, which is what I think I've been. It's a little bit foggy. Um, I'm usually a little bit more, I think I'm quicker, a little bit more articulate. Lately, I've been stumbling over my words and going, oh, it's because I'm tired. And that's when I start to forget things. So it might be a good idea just to keep a list. What do I need when I go out, when I go out walking? And then you take the pressure off yourself. And what you're trying to do is make sure that your brain thinks everything's fine. So sometimes it's a good idea just to even think about the things you are certain of. Um, it's a little trick. So when life is very uncertain, you can look around the house and go, what do I know? Oh, I know that this is my phone. I mean, this sounds really nuts, but oh, really um, silly. I shouldn't say nuts, but this is my phone. Um, this is some water. I'm wearing my headset. And when you do that, the brain calms down. And the other thing for anxiety is if you're feeling very anxious and you get a little bit hot, because it's very common when you're starting to feel the anxiety bump up that what happens is you get something called vasoconstriction. Your blood vessels constrict with fight or flight and you can get hot and then cold. Often when you're feeling quite panicked, you can bring yourself back into your body just by drinking some cold water. So having those little tips in the day can be helpful and finding the funny is actually one of the things that we know uh, when you're dealing with people who really often deal with trauma is often doctors who are, uh, deal with uh, 
terribly difficult situations or people even who are trauma surgeons in, in um, military situations often have the bleakest and the blackest sense of humor. Mm. Humor keeps us through, keeps us going and it produces endorphins when you have a good laugh. The endorphins make us feel better. That's part of those neurotransmitters that I talked about before, the dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Finding the funny can just make you get through. What about finding the wine? <laughs> I think that might be why I'm feeling a little bit sluggish today, JK, to be very honest. You've seen yeah. me on a couple of glasses of wine. I had more than a couple last night yeah. and, forgot, and forgot to drink water. So drink, um, go easy on the booze, but wine yeah. is fine. If a couple of glasses, no problem. But just remember to drink water because that's what I didn't do last night. <laughs> Find the wine. We should have put that up. It should be 13 ways to mental well-being. I think my challenge, people, is I love a drink. Um, and like I say to people, my, my trouble's not drinking, my trouble's stopping. And I don't think it makes my anxiety any better. So I know that for a fact. So I think it's important to, um, to look forward to a glass, but take it easy. So I, I did the same as you the first night. I thought, I'll oh, stuff it. So I just opened a bottle of wine and before I knew it, I'd owned it. So I thought, you know, I better take a little bit easy on there and, and get back to what I normally do. So I don't, don't well, I'm, I'm making a seafood soup tonight, Fiona. So I think oh, I'm, one, one, I'm going to limit myself to one glass of nice white. There okay. you go. Can't not have anything with a nice fish soup, which I'm really looking forward to um, cooking. And like I said, people, anyone who knows me knows that cooking's part of my unplug the computer moment so i'm looking forward to uh to doing that tonight but i think the alcohol is a really important one if you are feeling anxious i know it can be our go-to i know it's my go-to sometimes but it doesn't help so right. maybe um have one have one um you know or one and a half but really get some discipline around it and i find when i do that i feel good about myself not finishing the bottle so it's sort of this weird cycle does that make sense absolutely does i mean it, it, you're it, the I'm doctor not... fiona if that doesn't make sense just make up some shit like it does make sense make it, me feel better it, it definitely <laughs> makes sense because when we show that we've actually been restrained in our lives it can remind us oh look look at us we should be celebrating our restraint and i liked Haley's suggestion that you could pop one of the half of the glass into your into your soup so yeah, nice <laughs> congratulations to me exactly. that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> um, the other thing to do is think about what worked last time you know we have done this before and you will have found that there were things that were you might not remember so spend some time thinking about it I, I I really um I think that we have got techniques in our lives that work at times and we're all different I, someone put up that they they meditate at the end of the day and that's amazing because it's good to have something at the end of the day that helps you switch off particularly listening to music yeah that's one of those things so it's going from work mode to switching off if you're a frontline worker incredibly important for you more important than ever that maybe you use the time the transition from work to home in the car as you're driving home to listen to some music or a podcast something that allows you to kind of re re rewind and recharge because there's extra pressure on you and making sure that when you get home that maybe you spend five or ten minutes doing something that you enjoy just for you it's very important right now that we have one at least one thing that we're doing that we really enjoy frontline workers yeah i'm done for the day tell yourself i'm done for the day and go and do something that you love and you enjoy and right now that's a pri must be a priority because we know that that's a helpful thing getting through really tricky times and looking after our body includes sleep 
Um, I did a dumb thing last night. I did it all, it all wrong. So I did it just for this webinar so that we could talk about it. I drank too much, didn't drink any water. And then I was really tired and took ages to go to bed because I just didn't want to go to bed and then I didn't get enough sleep. We know that when their things are really tough and we're going doing it hard, sleep is actually really important. So have a couple of nights a week where you go to bed a bit earlier, maybe read your book, do something that you might not do in another day. You're a great reader at night, hey? Yeah, I mean, it's um, really important for me. I've been sleeping incredibly well because I've changed up my routine just as a bit of a, a bit of a trial. So I do a breathing exercise and then read um and i've been finding that really incredible another thing that i think um was really important for me is i got back to why and i think why can be dangerous for me personally so um i just changed that to is right so because if, if i kept asking why then i never have an answer whereas if i just go it is yep it is and what are the solutions that was that was really good for me because sometimes you know I remember I remember when I was really unwell I kept saying why me you know why is this happening to me why is this shit happening to me you know because I had no excuses for why it happened to me and and when I actually started going well okay it just is what am I going to do about it and I think that was really healthy for me yesterday too I said okay you know you didn't prepare for this you 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 know why didn't you prepare for it why weren't you ready no it just is just get on with it which i thought um brought me back to the present and then started me working on the on the solutions you know i love that i mean we know that life is uncertain and often the people that deal with um the, the curveballs best are the people that don't say why me they say why not me because the mm. reality is it can happen to any of us mm. and it's the same with getting rid of the should statements let's not compare ourselves to other people often what we'll do in a situation is we know perhaps a colleague seems to be just they're they're just bouncing through this they've got no issues well one we don't know they might just be keeping it to themselves but the moment that we look at how other people are coping and compare them to us we are creating a big burden for ourselves everyone is different just go e again go go easy on yourself uh the, the the rule books are not there it's all about how we get through we are all different so making sure you're looking after your body is is is, is incredibly important and looking after the way that you talk to yourself so eating well sleeping getting outside getting some fresh air but also making sure that it, at the end of the day that you are prioritizing fun doing all of those things that work for you and that's about you not anyone else that's just what you need because literally we are different all of us has anyone got any questions specific questions i'd like to ask especially with we've got all the brains of fiona online that's as you probably noticed i've spent the half an hour talking to fiona for my own self so sorry people <laughs> getting a lot of answers and a lot of a lot of confirmation i think the most important thing that um the reason why i'm enjoying the podcast is the moment is you hear people who think and feel like you and that makes you feel good because you know oh actually i've been trying to work through this um you know and you can actually go yeah the people think the same we're all in this journey where you go so i think hearing that's the same yes a now really someone, great question about the yeah so it's, someone just said that their nine-year-old is too scared to go for a walk right now and any suggestions about how so 
one thing I'd say is start with going outside um, because it's important that he's outside and that start to talk about the fact all right so try and work out what it is that he's worried about is he worried about the fact that he might get COVID because I think that that's probably it the reality is that COVID is airborne and but so when you're outside your risk factors are much less so it might be about talking to him about the fact I, I would start to try and work out what it is that's going on and if it is that um explain one if you're outside in a mask your your um your risk is very low like it's it's extremely low and that walking is really good for his body and that you're going to work walk with him because it's something that you're doing together but don't push him to go well beyond his limits it might be that you start going outside um just into the back garden and the next day walk to the end of the road and talk to him because one of the things with anxiety is distraction, distraction so that he's not focusing on the fear, he's actually distracted. Take his hand, if he's a hand holder, just take him to the end of the end of the road, but don't push him beyond his limits. Also think about um, what exposure he has right now to social media or to news because I think what we are underestimating is how anxiety provoking the situation is for kids. But it's, and what they really need is the truth. And the truth right now is for being outside, you're actually really safe. Putting on a mask isn't really necessary outside, but it's necessary inside. But, so, but if he wants to be extra safe, putting a mask on, being used to a mask and being outside and walking with him might just um, reduce that anxiety. Yeah, I think a bit of vulnerability as well. I think um, um, just to end that off, yeah, just say, you know, I'm scared. Not I, You might not be scared of walking outside, but I've been scared. So it's okay, let's do this together. Um, yes, I love that. I think, I think that's, a, that's a really good thing because when, when I wrote a book about how to parent it, they said show vulnerability, you know, because that's the, that's, the, that's the best thing I've, I've ever used. Yeah. Uh, someone, yeah. someone just asked on the Q&A, um, what's the best way to support someone with anxiety? Um, pretty much what we've done today, I reckon. Um, talk about it, acknowledge it. Um, you know, there's the, the ways to well-being. I think the nicest thing if you are with someone is you can do stuff with them. Um, so, you know, let's go for a walk together or let's talk about it. Let's talk about your feelings. It's okay. It's normal. I think the greatest thing that I realized about you know, anxiety and stuff is is normal. So um, don't ignore it. Step in. Say, right, there we go. Um, but then don't, the only other thing is say, you know, help with the things on the list, but then don't keep asking how they are. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good a good one. With anxiety, one of the things is distraction is really important, actually. Speaking as, you know, anxiety. I've had anxiety in my life. I think most people at some point will. And one thing um, can be helpful when you are supporting someone is not, not to dismiss, talk if they want to talk, but sometimes what can happen um, as a parent, what I'll do with my kids is we'll discuss what's going on and then we start to talk about something else. And after a while, I can watch their breathing. And as their breathing starts to get deeper, I can see that it's very reassuring. And if you're anxious yourself, um, a, a technique can be what we call stop. That is, stop, take a breath, just spend some time breathing, observe what's going on, what can you see, what can you hear, what, can you what are you touching, and then you're bringing yourself back in your body and you can proceed, so it's stop, stop, breathe, observe, then proceed.
Yeah, it's just another question about switching off at night. I think while you've got some time, you know, sometimes um, you might your eyes might get tired, and th there are no rules around this. I've just recently started nailing podcasts and find it as good as reading, you know. So there are no rules. Try stuff and and just relax on it. So you know, try a podcast, try music. You know, we've got the soundscape and I mean to me, but what but what I have noticed is if I can switch off. I call my active mind Bob the monkey, then I sleep well. And I've really started getting into this routine. And as you start getting into a routine, your brain goes, oh yeah, it's bedtime. Yes. Um, and that says a lot for someone like me whose brain's always active. And there was another question here about, um, you know, if someone's talking about stuff that's upsetting you, I, I couldn't quite see that. And I think if you're really, really nice about it, just say this subject, um, you know, it, oh here it is bad to walk away from a conversations or ask someone to stop not at all i think if you ask people don't realize they might be talking about some negative shit that pisses you off and people don't realize i've probably done it myself you know um and it's okay i think it's better to say oh you know i don't really feel like talking about this at the moment i'll catch you later and he might say oh you know she or me say, oh sorry but uh walking away is probably rude but just saying oh you know i don't feel comfortable talking about this stuff at the moment it's all good yeah Wow. Yeah, we've had to do that in our house. My husband's very good at bringing things up where I, and I'm noticing the other people in the house and I'm going, okay, you cannot say that anymore. Or we just say, no, that, that, that's upsetting us right now. He's learned. Um, talk about it to someone else, not to me, because this is not for me. This conversation isn't for me. Can we talk about something else? And he's got very good at knowing because he honestly, I've been trying for years. He has no instincts for it. So we just have to remind him because he would talk about things that make me go, <gasps> Yeah, I think there's another good one, how to stop a negative conversation loop. I do that all the time because um, a few things that in my, in my life I just, I just don't have any mental time for. And that's, um, I say that I'm not going to judge anyone, God or Allah or whoever you believe in can do that shit. So I'm not going to waste any mental energy judging shit, right? Because it's a waste of my time. So when I get into a conversation, I just say with people, uh, team, look, this is a bit negative for me. I don't, I don't want to waste my shit on star, stuff I can't control. Let's talk about something else. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm pretty lucky because, um, you know, I don't worry about what people say about me. So if you're feeling a bit sensitive about it, you can just sort of highlight that people are being negative because the, the first, the first thing that I realized in my brain, like back when I was really unwell was actually I was being negative. And it was a loop and I wanted to change that loop and I don't want to get back into that loop. Sometimes I fall into it and I start talking about dumb shit and, but you know, I do check myself. So. Well, you could always change the, the, the topic by saying, oh, you know what, have you heard of Mentimere? There's this good app that you can go into and it will teach you all about speaking in negative ways. Not, not quite that blatant. Um, one of the things I wanted to remind everyone is that all of the things that we talk about to a certain extent, sometimes a lot to a more detail is in the app. So have a tootle around. Um, we've tried to work really hard to draw some materials together that's pinned to the top of the explore section of the app. I know that Ian will be sending out things to your workplaces and to emails. Um, Ian and Lucia from our marketing team will be doing that. Um, understanding, understand right now that again, it's normal to feel anxious and um, it, we all are. To, to, to lesser and greater extents. Having strategies, those 12 ways to mental well-being, good way, that's important. 
finding what works for you is really important. Reaching out to people that uplift you, that's going to be really helpful. Being kind to yourself, doing the things that you need to do to get through the day, absolutely vital. So the worry map that JK took you through is in the app. It's in the training section. I really, really um, recommend having a play with it. There's also the breathing tool, which will help you to breathe because we both are great breathers. It's probably the biggest um, tool that I have in my day when things get on top of me is to just breathe deeply in my belly. So thank you for joining us. Um, for those of you who are frontline workers. We love you. We love you. I just and think, um, yeah, I, I think also before we sign off just for me, I'm... Um, let me let let us know if you want to do this again, um, and when you want to do it again. And have we stopped? Have we? No, we don't think so. Okay. Think so. Um, so I love to love to do another one if if everyone's keen. But also, um, Mentor Mia saved my life. Um, so that's how we started this. All the stuff that that we learned, and then Dr. Fiona came on, and there's all the science and all the stuff that actually got me well. Um, the things. That, that are important and, and we're about prevention people. So the greatest thing that happened to me last night was like I said, I went to that anxious level and then I put the tools in place and I got it back down to um, where I'm pretty cool today. Am I bouncing out of my skin? Shit, no, but am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And I'm gonna get better because I know that. So um, if you want to do another one, just reach out to the team, really happy to do it as frequent as as you people want i guess the next big one is going to be whether in for more than seven days or not um we might even bring some recipes along next time how's that ah amazing lots of love guys and hopefully we'll see you again ciao thanks so much for listening to this episode of open-minded if you like the podcast make sure to subscribe this podcast is everywhere you get your podcast, so make sure you do that. <laughs> I don't need to tell you how, and then you'll get my new episode straight away. And if you can leave a review, tell everyone you know about it, it'd be awesome. If you could help spread the word about the show, thanks. But also, I'd love to get your feedback. You know, I'm new to this, I want to get better, and I want to know what you want to know about mental well-being. So please reach out to us, and thanks, and I'll see you all soon.